Sean, the blog-centric, my predictions for the wins for the 2020 Academy Awards. To think that before 2020, the Academy was strict about having films viewed in theaters. Internet films were off limits. Then the pandemic happened. Most of the theaters were closed. Most films had to put themselves on online streaming services to have themselves viewed. The Academy became more forgiving in that aspect and allowed for more streamed films to be submitted as entries. The pandemic also caused the Oscars themselves to be delayed until last Sunday of April. This also meant those other influencer award shows would have to delay in compensation of the pandemic too. Whatever this situation, I was able to see all eight Best Picture nominees. Yes, it involved signing up for more than one streaming service and renting movies on YouTube, but it had to be this year. Hopefully next year, I'll be back in theaters. As for this year, I saw them all, and now I'm ready to make my opinions for the winners for the 93rd Academy Awards. Best Picture. As you'll see on my blog, you'll see a picture from Ollie Gibbs of the Oscars and the Best Picture nominees. Last year, Ollie Gibbs did a similar picture of the Best Picture contenders. This year, he does it again. I'll bet most of you who have seen any of the Best Picture nominees most likely saw it through streaming service. That seems to be the case this year. The favorites were seen on a, through a wide variety of streaming methods like Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, or Amazon Prime. For most, it was the only way to access any of the Best Picture nominees. Normally, I publish several separate reviews of the various Best Picture nominees and include the link to the blog in my review. This was not the case that I reviewed them before Oscar days. Separate reviews will have to come later. In the meantime, here's my brief takes on the eight Best Picture nominees. The Father. To make a film about dementia that's watchable is a big challenge. Having a lead actor like Anthony Hopkins helps. However, this is a unique story as it goes through the father's life as he and his daughter are going through major changes in their lives. The father's struggle with dementia gives hints to his past. It makes for a unique and telling story. However, I don't see it as having what it takes to win Best Picture. Judas and the Black Messiah. This year, there were many stories contending for this year's Oscars that revolved around the topic of African-Americans and their lives and their history. This is the story of the Black Panther with Big Falling and the FBI agent who set him up for his assassination. It's to do about a powerful leader who had a love for his woman and the FBI who poses as the leader's friend only to lead him to the fatal heist. This is an intriguing story that gives you a piece of history that is often overlooked. Also, it provides insight on the secret that haunted the FBI agent until the end of his life. Excellent, film-worthy of best picture, but a, unable to contend due to the tightness of this year's competition. Mank. For those who like seeing films of the golden age of Hollywood, you'll like seeing Mank. This is a film that focuses on Herman Mankiewicz, Hollywood scriptwriter and producer. It focuses on his messings with the political system, his difficulties in the Hollywood system, and his struggle with alcohol. It presents a unique story for someone that should be presented as unlikable, as most of the Hollywood producers should have seen. Should be seen. This is a film with best picture marked on it, but a certain other film has better best picture clout. Minari. There have been stories of immigrants in pursuit of the American dream before, 
This is a unique story because it's of Korean farmers seeking to pursue the American dream in Arkansas in the 1980s. It's of a family that tries to pursue a better life, brings the grandmother over and hopes to build the family back up, and a son struggling with a heart condition. This is a very personal story from writer-director Lee Isaac Chung. It has best picture potential, but there are at least three other films that are seen as stronger contenders. Nomadland. This is an introspective look at the modern-day American nomad. Desperation in an economy that failed them is what caused them to adopt this modern-day lifestyle of the nomad life. However, it's something that they don't just simply get used to doing, but becomes a lifestyle of all those involved. There is a central character named Fern. At first appears she has no choice but to accept this nomad life. Even as things don't get any better, she learns to make it her own life, embrace her experiences, and then be able to say goodbye to her own past life. This is an excellent personal story that really caught a lot of people's eyes. That's why I make it my will-win pick. Promising Young Woman. This is definitely a film that's made with rage in mind, and good reason. When the Me Too movement came out, it highlighted a lot of problems. This is a rape-revenge film that focuses on a friend's rape and the feelings that went around her, like the friend who wouldn't believe, the college system that hides things for the protection of their reputation, the friend of the rapist who watched and did nothing. The film also focuses on the culture of misogyny that provokes state rape. Cassie is the central figure that first comes off like she is the one to put misogyny in its place and later tries to get revenge for her friend's rape. I think it's a Generation X in me that liked how this film is like a lightning rod on society. That's why I call it my should-win pick. Sound of Metal. This is a unique story of a drummer who goes deaf and doesn't know how to struggle with hearing loss. His willingness to accept deafness and move on with his life or his or his desire for a hearing implant that will give him his old life back is a central part of the story. This is a very good story that relies on images and sound to tell of the musician's struggle, and also of the new life he tries to get used to. A very good film. Trial of the Chicago 7. This is a historical film that comes at the right time. It was released at the time when there was, and still is, a lot of political turmoil in the United States. It's about a group of men arrested and tried for taking a stand for what they believed in. It's about a corrupt judge who constantly makes wrong decisions on others. It's about a political system that's all about keeping the order of things. Centrally, it's about a leader who needs to face his fears and muster the courage displayed by others. Excellent retelling of a historical moment among one of the top contenders for the win. But this is the year for Nomadland. Best Director, Should Win and Will Win, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. Directors nominate the Best Director nominees. The Oscar category is known for its all-too-frequent exclusion of female nominees. Uh, the first was back in 1976, Lena Wertmuller for Seven Beauties. Since then, it's been Jane Campion in 1993 for The Piano, Sofia Coppola in 2003 for Lost in Translation, Catherine Bigelow in 2009 for The Hurt Locker, in which she won, making her the first female to win the Best Director category. And before this year, the last was Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird back in 2017. Five female nominees before this year's nominations were announced. This year made Oscar history 
as the first year two women were nominated for Best Director. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland and Emerald Fennell in Promising Young Women. The two female directors had the most talked about films of this year's Oscar season. Alexis O. Zhao is poised to become only the second female winner of the Best Director category. Best Actor should win and will win Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Most of us will remember the late Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa in the Black Panther as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Since his death, there have been a lot of attention paid to a lot of his other works of the past. As 2020 was drawing to a close, the big focus was of his performance as Levy Green in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. In fact, it's his performance as Levy that steals the show from Ma. It makes, it makes it more the story about Levy's own struggle for fame and fortune. His portrayal of Levy Green cuts deep to the core. Giving him the Best Actor Oscar is the best way to remember him. Best Actress should win and will win. Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Bozeman may have stolen the film as Levy Green, but Viola's performance of Ma Rainey that helped give the film its powerful one-two punch. Davis's character is both that of an entertainer who's beloved and a person subject to the same hurt and harshness a black woman in America gets. As she cuts her record, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, you can tell the wrath Ma feels towards her lifetime and her struggles that are present in the story. That's why I feel Viola deserves the Best Actress Oscar. Best Supporting Actor should win and will win. Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah. This year's Oscars had a surprise with two supporting actor nominations for Judas and the Black Messiah. The nomination for Kaluuya was not a surprise as he won the Golden Globe, Broadcast Film Critic Association, and Screen Actors Guild Award for Supporting Actor. The nomination for Lakeith Stanfield was a surprise. It was felt Stanfield played the lead as Bill O'Neill. That had a lot of people wondering, who's the lead if O'Neill is supporting? I can't answer that question. I will say that Stanfield didn't get a single lead acting win or nomination. So campaigning in the supporting actor category was very successful here, and it paid off in an Oscar nomination. Nevertheless, the film belongs to Kaluuya for his performance of the late Black Panther, Fred Hampton. He was very good at portraying Hampton both as a rebel with a cause and as a man with a lot of love. Best Supporting Actress should win and will win. Yoon Ja-young, Minari. Yoon Ja-jung is an actress with an illustrious career in South Korea. Minari is pretty much the film where she's introduced to North America. It's a great performance as a grandmother who first exhibits over-the-top behavior to becoming closer with grandson David to struggling with life after a stroke. She helped make the grandmother the central character of the story, and it's because of this I feel she should win here. Best Original Screenplay should win and win will win. Emerald Fennell, Promising Young Woman. For a long time, Emerald Fennell was just another struggling actress. Her biggest success is in the British television series called The Midwife. She also had good roles in films such as Erin Karenina, Pan, and The Danish Girl. Her first attempt at directing and writing was in the short film Careful How You Go. Promising Young Woman is her first attempt at a feature-length film, and boy is it an eyebrow raiser. There have been rape-revenge movies before, but this is a film that doesn't just get revenge on the rapist. It's a story of one who has a reckoning of all those involved in her best friend's rape, like the friend that didn't believe her the college administration protecting the boys' futures, 
the lawyer who is menacing to the victim upon his client's command, and the friend of the rapist who just watched and stood by. This is an angry film, but well-written and well-thought-out. Fennell's feature went the furthest this year. Best Adapted Screenplay should win and will win. Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. For those that read Jessica Bruder's book, Nomadland, Surviving America in 21st Century, one would know it's not a novel. It's a set of stories of people that are modern-day nomads in America. Zhao was able to create a story of one of those who made a nomad of herself because of the desperate times she was going through and of the people she meets along the way. It has a beginning, middle, and end, and it's a story that is a reflection of life. That's why Nomadland has to be my the winner here. Best Animated Feature will win Soul. Best Cinematography should win and will win Eric Messerschmidt, Meg. Best Costume Design will win Anne Roth, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Best Documentary Feature will win My Octopus Teacher. Best Film Editing will win Mikhail E.G. Nielsen, Sound of Metal. Best Hair and Makeup will win Sergio Lopez Rivera, Mia Neal, and Jamika Wilson, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Best International Feature Film will win Another Round, Denmark. Best Original Score will win Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Batiste, Soul. Best Original Song will win Speak Now, One Week in Miami. Best Production Design, Donald Graham Burt and Jan Pascal, Mank. Best Sound will win Sound of Metal. Best Visual Effects the, will win The Midnight Sky. Short Film Predictions. I have separate links for the short film predictions for both documentary, animation, and live action. They will be uh, posted in a, uh, in a vocal blog very soon. And just one more, top Oscar upsets. Here are the five upsets I anticipate are most likely to happen in category order. Carrie Mulligan for Best Actress in Promising Young Woman. Maria Balakova for Best Supporting Actress in Borat's Subsequent Movie Film. Lee Isaac Chung for Best Original Screenplay for Minari. Joshua James Richards for Best Cinematography for Nomadland. Time for Best Documentary. Tenet for Best Visual Effects. And there you have them. Those are my predictions for the winners of the 2020 Academy Awards. Broadcast will be happening at 5 p.m. today. The Oscars promised that this will be to make the awards a lot like a movie. We'll have to wait and see.